0: Hey, this is the Sly Dog from the Sly Dog Music Cast, and you're listening to Michael's Record Collection.
1: everybody, welcome to Michael's Record Collection, where we talk about great music with the people who make it and the people who love it. I'm your host, Michael Citro, and this is episode number 107. And I am going to do a little bit of a tribute here to the late, great Gordon Lightfoot. We lost Gordon this week, and I wanted to put something together, uh, just to one of those legendary artists that it's unimaginable that he's gone. But uh, he was no spring chicken, obviously, a little up there, he's had some health problems throughout his life and uh, we have uh, we have said goodbye to Gordon, so I wanted to make sure that we gave him a send off. I brought in Sly Dog from the Sly Dog Music Cast to help me sort of uh, put his music in perspective and, and just talk through our own unique experiences with Gordon's music. Before we get to that, I want to invite you to go to michaelsrecordcollection.com. That's my website where there are links to everything, and that includes How to sign up for my free weekly e-newsletter. You can get it every week. It's a little bit different than the show. If you're a reader, I think you'll like it. Give it a shot. What have you got to lose? It's free. You can also find a link to my Patreon that describes the benefits of signing up and supporting this independent endeavor. And that support as it goes up, so do your benefits. I hope you'll at least take a look, see if something's right for you, and uh, would love to have you as a subscriber. There are also links there to all my social media accounts. You can find me on Twitter, at Mike's Records, and at Michael's Record Collection on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and even TikTok, although I hardly ever post on TikTok. All right, without further ado, let's talk a little bit about Gordon Lightfoot with the Sly Dog. Here we go. I am joined by none other than the host of the Sly Dog podcast, or Sly Dog music cast, I should say, the Sly Dog himself. How you doing?
0: I'm doing well, Michael. How
1: are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, Should I call you Mr. Dog or Sly? Sly Dog is good.
0: Sly Dog is good. All
1: right. So we are here to discuss our mutual um, love and respect for the music of Gordon Lightfoot, who passed away on May 1st. And it's funny because the the first thing when you hear about a legend passing is just this sense of shock, this sense of, oh, my God. Um yeah. how can the world be here without this person in it? And then some time goes by and you think about it for a few minutes and you're like, Well, he was 84 years old. He had a number of health issues. He had a stroke, he was in a coma for six weeks and w- at one point. He had a tracheotomy, he had problems with his stomach. I mean, he wasn't in great health. He was uh, he'd always been a smoker and a drinker. It's it's not shocking that an 84-year-old man passes away, but because of who he was and the stature of who he was, it does, it does kind of give you pause. And so I wanted to kind of just get some thoughts out and, and talk about Gordon Lightfoot on this episode. But before we get like really too deep into that, I want you to give me your elevator pitch uh, on your show. And we'll just, chat for a couple minutes about that and then we'll we'll really dive into gordon so your elevator pitch for your show if, if you're if you're meeting somebody in an elevator and they ask about your podcast what are you telling them
0: so i host a podcast called the slide dog music cast it's a mixture of musical discussion and interviews um, i spend a lot of time basically it's a playground for me to talk about the music i love whether it's classic rock or modern pop punk or funk music or whatever I feel like talking about, I can do it on this podcast and I have friends on to talk about it with me or people that are knowledgeable on the subject with me. I do album by albums. I do track by tracks. I also create dream set lists for bands I like. And like I said, I also do the occasional interview. I'm trying to, my goal with the podcast has always been to kind of try to bridge the gap between classic rock and music that's current in the rock and roll genre, specifically those two, because I feel like there's a big disconnect Mm-hmm. when there should when there shouldn't be like just because a band is 20 or 30 years old doesn't make them any less relevant than a new band so i'm trying to bridge the gap basically
1: all right how how did you start this show and like how long has it been going
0: i started in 20 at the end of 2018 i, I believe I, it was when the first episode came out and i've been going ever since then and it was pretty slow to start up uh, the early episodes were mostly just me and a friend talking about like a, an album. We liked each episode. Um, it took a while for me to start to get guests, but I've had, you know, I've had Jim Peterick on, I've had nice. uh, Ronnie Atkins from Pre-Mades on. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm blank. I'm blank on his uh, Jason chef generation radio, Chicago. I've had a number of people on the podcast, so it's been, it's been a lot of fun. And then I started meeting other podcasters like yourself and having them on as well. And that kind of, you know, doing this, you build this whole network of musical friends that are knowledgeable in the music you love, and you all speak the same language, and you get to have them on and have these great, wonderful discussions and create these great, wonderful musical memories for people to hear.
1: Yeah, I I like that Generation Radio quite a bit. I, I had I I talked to Dean Castronova recently about it, and yeah, that's good stuff. I, I want more of that. That was really really oh, yeah. really good
0: stuff. Um, bu- Bumby's not in the band anymore, but yeah, I would love another one.
1: Yeah. So, you know, this is a, a thing that we do it because we love it because nobody's making us rich for doing these things. Oh, yeah. And uh, our shared love of music is kind of what unites us and, and brings us together. And, you know, my our mutual friend, Ben Montgomery, from Records Revisited, told me that you were a big Gordon Lightfoot fan. Full disclosure, I reached out to Ben and said, hey, you uh, do you want to do a... Uh, show about gordon and um you know i was gonna ask my friend brian colburn from uh from uh mixed make uh, mixtape my weekly mixtape that's it was drawn a blank yep. i didn't want to have him on for that because he and i talked about christine mcvee after she passed away and i didn't want him to be the death guy you know the guy who comes <laughs> on and talks about it. yeah so uh he recommended you i'm glad he did and i didn't know you were a fan but wh- why don't we start with how did you first, because you're a younger guy, how did you first become aware of Gordon Lightfoot as, a, as an artist? What was what your first sort of memory of discovering his music?
0: It was through podcasting, actually. Um, uh, some uh, friends, some people who are now very good friends of mine, Craig Smith and Leva Cormick, did a podcast together where they talked about Gordon Lightfoot's compilation, Gord's Gold, which I have right here. Mm. And getting to hear the snippets of songs in that podcast, I was like, wow. One of my favorite things about when it comes to like artists I like is I love lyricism and I love vocals Mm. just like you. Um, I'm very in tune to what someone is saying and I feel like he's a painter with words. He takes you on places like he will teach you a history lesson. He'll take you through nature. He'll break your heart and he'll do it all with words and he'll paint a, a wonderful picture in your mind. Sometimes a sad one. And I got just enough of a taste of that from that episode to go, well, I need to hear this. So I literally went down to the record store that day. And in the recent arrivals section for new, for UCDs CDs, there was a copy of this sitting right there staring at me. I'm like, well, that's fate. So <laughs> I got it and I fell in love with it. And then I was like, well, I'm going to listen to everything this guy's ever recorded. So I actually did. I went and bought every Gordon Lightfoot CD uh, that's out there. And I've listened to all of them and, just in awe of his catalogue. I keep coming back to it.
2: Pussy willows, cattails, soft winds and roses Rainbows in the woodland, water to my knees Shivering, quivering, the warm breath of spring We'll see willows, cattails, soft winds, and roses.
0: Uh, like I said, it's just the stories, the the words, the melodies. It's rich and gorgeous, and you can find new things in it the more you listen to it. Yeah. So that was about twenty. It was twenty eighteen that happened, and I got to see him live not long after that. I got to see him live in twenty nineteen. And it was a hell of a show. He called it his 80 Years strong tour. And he played 25 songs just from his whole catalog. And it was just amazing.
1: So when you were going through the catalog for Gordon, did you come across some songs and go, oh, I've heard this before?
0: Uh, yes, there were two. Uh, Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. That was one of them. And the other was uh, If You Could Read My Mind. Okay. But I, could, I couldn't place where I'd heard them from before is the thing that I, I can't figure out. I probably heard them like, you know, I listened to a lot of different radio stations growing up as a kid, so I'm sure I caught it somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I just couldn't place an exact moment or time. I just knew, knew those songs kind of melody-wise.
2: If you could read my mind, love What a tale my thoughts could tell Just like an old-time movie about a ghost from a wishing well In a castle dark Or a fortress strong With chains upon my feet You know that ghost is me And I will never be set free As long as I'm a ghost You can't see
1: Yeah, I'm like the world's slowest person to warm up to gordon lightfoot i think um i always liked him like i'm i'm a much older uh, music aficionado than you are but when i was a kid of course i had i'm sure i heard if you could read my mind somewhere um but it wasn't until sundown came out that i knew who gordon lightfoot was and i knew the name because i used to listen to casey Kasem's american top 40 every single week uh on the yes. weekend i would record it with my little cassette player um the kind where you play the radio and then you have the cassette player sitting next to the radio and you hit play and record to record
0: it so the quality is wonderful (laughs) yeah
1: but i remember because it it went up the charts i think pretty quickly and was a number one hit and you could not get away from sundown and then uh, carefree highway those two songs were like i i call them am gold uh Mm -hmm. staples and um and they were they were always on. And once I heard Sundown and Carefree Highway, that's when I started noticing. If you could read my mind, whenever it w- would play, and I am like, "That's the same guy." Love his songs, but that's kind of as far as it went for me. I I knew who he was. I liked the songs that I'd heard. You couldn't get away from care. Uh, you couldn't get away from Sundown because it was it was light rock. So it got played in the department stores. It got played in the the grocery stores. It got played basically everywhere it got played at the skating rink it got played at uh you know it was a pop hit so it got played on the popular music station so it was everywhere and
0: crazy to me (laughs) like because the the song that song almost has a dark undertone to me like there's you better take care if i find you've been creeping around my back stairs and there's that line in a room where you do what you don't confess you know like there's an undercurrent of darkness there
1: yeah i i love the lyrics for this song and it's um but it's a song, it, it, like I said, I, I had these these three songs. I knew what they were. I knew who sang them. But for whatever reason, I never went further. And I was just a kid at the time. I was seven when Sundown came out. And then a couple of years later, Wreck of the M.M. Fitzgerald, you'd hear that on F- I was starting to move into FM radio. And I heard that on FM radio. And that was like, this is an amazing song. It's haunting. It's It's haunting, but it's beautiful. And it's telling this tragic story. And as a kid who grew up in Ohio, you know, the Great Lakes are right there. You got this tragic story from the Great Lakes and it it really resonated and, and still nothing. Like my friends and I were all listening at the time to Kiss Records and the Grease soundtrack and the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack and K-Tel Records that our parents were buying us. <laughs> and... And that's kind of how we we were, and then we kind of got into like you know harder rock and hair metal and all that stuff as we moved into the '80s. But and MT, all the MTV bands, but it wasn't. It was years. Like I had always go, yeah, I gotta I gotta check this guy out. I gotta check out more of his stuff. But none of my friends listened to it. It wasn't a high priority. I I would come across his name. Uh, I would come across his his records on the the Columbia house record club or in record and tape club, uh, things that I would fell out, but I would always, I would always find 12 that I wanted just a little bit more and <laughs> I would get those. So I, it, it really was until we moved to Orlando. I got, I'm much older. I get married. It's, it's 2004. We moved to Orlando, Florida, and we go to the library, uh, kind of regularly because we're all readers and, and, uh, our library had a pretty robust music section. So I started checking out CDs and then I came across uh, Gordon Lightfoot's greatest hits. And I'm like, oh, yes, I need this. I need to go check this out. Brought it home, listened to it. It had all the hits that I knew, all the songs I loved, you know, from growing up, but it had, you know, just all these other amazing songs like Early Morning Rain and uh, um, what turned out to be my favorite Summer Side of Life. Nice just amazing and then so of course since then i've been a, a big fan and unlike you i haven't gotten to see him live i was uh ben actually called me a few months uh, several months ago and said hey he said, we're gonna go see gordon lightfoot aren't we and i'm like and at the time i was like buying tickets for a bunch of concerts and so money was a little tight and i had seen recently a performance by him on a like on a youtube video and i was like he's sounding a little rough these days he looks a little frail I, I think maybe I want to remember him the way he was. And that was a big mistake, obviously, because now he's gone and I will never see him, but I should have been thinking of it in terms of the last time, like the last time I saw my favorite band listeners and and viewers of this show will know I'm a big Genesis fan. And I went to see Genesis on their final, their farewell tour. And I knew that Phil was getting up there and he was frail and he was old. and His voice was very thin, but I went to pay tribute to him to pay, my respects to thank them for their music. And I should have done the same with Gordon and now I'm regretting it. And so if you get a chance to go see somebody you like, go see somebody you like.
0: Buy the ticket. Just buy the ticket.
1: For sure. hundred percent. So you have, when you went through the catalog, you obviously became a big fan. Did you have a favorite record or favorite song from him?
0: Yeah, and I've been trying to think about which one I would pick. This is tough, because favorite record and favorite song kind of come down to two different moments. Like, favorite record, it's kind of a tie between Sundown. I really like that record a lot. Mm-hmm. I think some of his best songs are on there, like Sundown and Carefree Highway, but also The Watchman's Gone and Circle of Steel. I think those songs are gorgeous. And then the first st- studio album of his I got, I really bonded with, was uh, 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 Summertime Dreams. With, with the record, the Edmund Fitzgerald, not mm, a, that one right there. Like, yep. The one right behind you. <laughs> it's funny because like, I was like, okay, I will, I was a little nervous because I was like, I like these songs. Am I going to like, you know, the, the stuff that wasn't a single. So I got it and I just devoured that thing. I loved every song on it. I still do protocol Spanish Moss, uh, the house that you live in, uh, too many clues in this room. There's so many wonderful songs on the, on that album. And those are probably the ones I go back to the most. But there's he has a song much later in his career called Waiting For You on the album of the same name. It came out in nineteen ninety-three. Um, that I think is just wonderful. It's it's a nice little love song that on there. It's kind of you know, sweet in its metaphors, but I just love it and it's so pretty. He played it live when I saw him and that made me so, so happy. <laughs> so yeah, my favorite song is Waiting for You, but my favorite albums are like those two seventies ones, Sundown and Summertime Dream.
2: Say what you will, I will miss you, my friends Let me move along for the road never ends Bowing to live till the end of old time we to the ends of the earth Because I'm waiting for you to see you. Of the sea. I could get caught between decks eternally waiting for you to ask what's keeping me and
0: I think he's got other great stuff too I think shadows is a really overlooked record that's got the title track and baby step back and 14 karat gold and blackberry wine so yeah it, it was really hard to narrow it down so that's my kind of long rambly answer giving you like four albums.
1: Yeah, no, I I get it. It's like sun sundown and, and this one behind me probably are my favorites as well. So just uh, amazing. And I, I just there's something about his voice. It's very unique, very distinctive. You know, it's him whenever you hear him. You're not, He's not one of those guys you you know that you you go. Which band is this guy from? <laughs> Creed, Stained. Which which <laughs> band? You know, like, like it's not a cookie cutter voice. It's it's this warm rich voice that kind of envelops you like a blanket like a nice warm blanket and and there's a there's just an honesty like a devastating honesty to his uh his vocals because because he's such a great lyricist and he's such a great singer and he just sells the hell out of it i mean when when guys like bob dylan are like yeah i've never heard a song by him i don't like you know that guy's probably got some some talent
0: oh yeah Absolutely. His voice is so clear, too. Like, his diction, which is a really, it's a really weird couple to give a singer, but great diction. Like, such, since I'm such a lyrics guy, the fact that I can understand everything he says very clearly, and I don't have to do, like, second listens to figure something out, like, mm-hmm. it's really, really, really wonderful. And like you said, that warm, rich tone to his voice, just, it's wonderful.
1: Yeah, and he always finds a way to, like, vary it in choruses from from maybe from one chorus to another just enough to make you just to surprise you a little bit i think sometimes um i know when he when he sings summer on summer side of life sometimes he puts different inflections when he sings that particular line it's, it's really it really does something special to that song i think
2: there we- Talk to
0: to think of the part you're talking about but i think i i think i know know. yeah
1: he puts different inflections in the when he sings when he sings that line uh throughout the song but um and and also the thing is that you know when you listen to the wreck of the edmund fitzgerald which is a song that kind of gets it gets a little bit ridiculed by some people at times but it's so he's so earnest in his like you could you can feel the respect and the reverence he has for the lives that were lost on this in this tragic you know sinking of this um bulk carrier ship it's right i don't know how you get through a song like i can't even sing along to the record without kind of my voice cracking i don't i don't know how these singers who write these songs and and sing them can separate that emotion to the point where they're not just like weeping
0: well, it's a tribute in a way. He's 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 putting this story on display for us to hear and like this is how it happened and this you know, people died, you know. It's a it was a very serious thing. So he kind of gave them their moment through that story and that and it it is a big, you know, emotional undertaking, but he sold it and he sold it well. And that song in particular, you know, one thing you mentioned is that his voice was a lot thinner at the end there. And I definitely noticed that at the show I saw. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of funny. So like I, I could hear people talking next to me at certain points in the show, which, which I hate. But like someone next to me went, Oh, he doesn't sound very good. But there were two moments in the show like where it it almost didn't matter where, what his voice sounded like, and that was Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald mm-hmm. and If You Could Read My Mind. Because he would do those songs, and he had such, and they had such an impact on the audience emotionally, and got, and people loved them so much that the person that I heard say that I watched them get up, like the rest of the audience did, and give him like an extended standing ovation at the end of both of those songs just because he delivered them so well, mm. like, and I was like, that's the power of music, like. It can still move you you can still put passion into your performance and people will feel it and that definitely came through
2: in a musty old hall in detroit they prayed in the maritime sailors cathedral the church bell chimed and it rang 29 times for each man on the edmund fitzgerald the legend lives on from the Chippewa on down of the big lake they call Gitschigumi. Superior, they said, never gives up for dead when the gales of November come early.
1: What do you think that Gordon's legacy is as a musician? I know that it's it's much greater in Canada, his native country where he was, you know, I mean he's he's their Bob Dylan essentially. Yeah. Um here he, you know, like I said, he had some AM gold hits. Uh everybody knows those songs, but I think that there's probably I'm sure he's got like tons of fans here, but at the same time he he never was this ginormous name i mean he he had some success he had plenty of success but to the point where he probably was deserving i don't think he ever reached that level here
0: yeah and he never really was like he never struck me as someone that had that kind of larger than life you know almost rock star type of image like he he was he was famous yes but he was just a guy he was just a guy that wrote these wonderful songs and went out and played them and had hits with them Um, and you're right. He's definitely much, he's going to be much more beloved and remembered and celebrated in Canada. Like he is, he's a, he's a huge deal there. Mm -hmm. Like I have a lot of Canadian friends that are, you know, it's, it's a huge loss for them. But here, I think it's almost going to be like, he'll be remembered as part of that. Like you said, that 70s AM gold, he'll be, be there with, I'm trying to think of. Ooh, another good example would, would be because I don't want to just lump him in with the yacht rock ar- artists. He kind of gets lumped <laughs> yeah. in with, but yeah, yeah I, I I think it, it'll, it'll be a little. It'll be strictly the '70s here. He'll be part of that. But to those, with those, those who know, those that like, you know, dig in and are looking for like songwriters and just people who knew how to spin words and spin melodies, like they'll find those records and people will keep discovering them and people will keep hearing, you know, like wow. Just like have their heart broken by if you could read my mind, or like their breath taken away by the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, or moved by the house you live in, or like pulled into like a story you didn't think you could pulled into like Ode to Big Blue on Don Quixote.
1: Yeah, if there were, um, if you were going to suggest like sort of two under the radar releases that um, people don't know about that they should, what two recommendations do you have for people to check out from Gordon?
0: I would say, so the first one I'm going to say is his 1981 release, I believe. It's called Shadows. It had a few like adult contemporary hits with like songs like Baby Step Back. But there's some great stuff buried on the album, like Heaven Help the Devil and 14 Karat Gold. Uh, some really well-written songs. It was also kind of unfortunately in the period where Gord's alcoholism was kind of coming to a head. But he still managed to put up this really wonderful gorgeous album and the title track is great so i recommend that one and the other one i recommend is the one i referenced uh earlier waiting for you that came out in 93 it was uh after he sobered up and it was after a period where he kind of briefly retired in the late 80s um he made this album that was very uh adult contemporary david foster worked on it Mm -hmm. uh called let me ride um it didn't do very well and then he kind of I don't know if he completely stopped playing, but he definitely took, that was like 87 he took some time off and he came back in 93 and he put out waiting for you. And it was very much back to the seventies sound. Like if you love those seventies records, you're going to love this one. And there's some of his strongest songs on there like restless and I'd rather press on and wild strawberries. Um, I think that's worth checking out. if you, if you've never heard it, you'll, you'll be pleasantly surprised. It's a, Definitely a lost gem. And if you love stuff like Sundown, you'll love that album.
1: Have you gotten a chance to see the, if you Can read my mind documentary on Amazon prime?
0: I have indeed. I actually, I actually opened it on DVD. I've watched it many times. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Fantastic stuff. I I highly recommend it. You get a great uh, look into his life and, and you know, there's not really a lot of sugarcoating there's there's, you know, he was far from a perfect person and they kind of get into you know, the the good and the bad. So we love the art. A lot of artists are not, uh, not necessarily the, the people that you would maybe choose to hang out with all the time, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, it, 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 that's, you know, they're, they're not wired the same as, as everybody else. It's, it's not like, you know, Fred and accounting, you know?
0: Yeah, no, it, it's, <laughs> it's funny because, because like there is that little period in the documentary where they're focusing on that kind of unpleasant time, but you see him now. He just seems like this. He just seemed like this cool old guy that just chill and had these great stories.
1: Yeah, for sure. I actually also should have gotten it down. I read the Lightfoot biography too. Can't see who wrote it. I should.
0: I should read that. That, that, that I would probably like eat that up.
1: Yeah, I I recommend that too. That's it, it. Really gets into some of the details of his, you know, his earlier life and how he how he you know sort of was embraced by his little town and and then you know. Branched out and became a star, so uh, very, very famous in Canada. As you mentioned, he's, you know, he he wrote songs that were about the heart of that country, and oh yeah, there's a lot of stuff about lakes and rivers and the railroad and you know everything that, that the, there's a lot of topics that are very Canadian centric. So
0: yeah, especially like something like Canadian Railroad Trilogy, where mm-hmm. He talks about you know it, it was written to kind of celebrate canada like he was commissioned to write that song mm-hmm. and talks about building the, the cross canadian railroad and what went into it and how it brought you know not just the nation together but brought people together so mm. yeah he, he's revered
2: there. there was a time in this fair land when the railroad did not run when the wild, majestic mountains stood alone against the sun Long before the white man and long before the wheel When the green, dark forest was too silent to be real But time has no beginnings and history has no bounds as to this burdened country, they came from all around. They sailed upon her waterways, and they walked the forest tall. Built the mines, mills, and the factories for the good of us all.
1: I will say, too, we, we just talked about underrated stuff. I think that his, his cover of Me and Bobby McGee is underrated. Mm. I think a lot of people haven't heard it. Everybody knows the Janis Joplin song, and I think people should check that out. I actually prefer it to Janis's version. Um, of course, Chris Christopherson wrote it, and uh, I just think he he brings this. I mean, he brings his own Gordon-ness to it.
0: Yep,
1: it makes it something yeah. special.
0: Yeah, I agree. And what and what a cool uh, cover that is of that song. I think it was like from what I read online that was one of the first versions of the song to come out so it, it it's a pretty big deal yeah and it's interesting that that never kind of found a second life later on like somehow
1: yeah yeah you think it would be like in a movie or something yeah the movie soundtrack and be, you know become a hit all over again or whatever but you know maybe some people will uh, you know the, the thing about his death is that maybe it'll make some people dive into his catalog that have been thinking about it like for years like i was that never got a chance to do it. Maybe it'll renew some interest in his catalog. Maybe it will inspire some some folks that have always been fans to champion his work again. Maybe it will start showing up in TV and, and movie soundtracks again. And and maybe it will, you know, he's, he's left us the, the one thing about this guy, he leaves us behind he leaves the earth behind, but he also leaves behind this incredible body of work. For us to enjoy for the rest of our lives, and and on and on, our children's lives, and whoever discovers him will will know this artist and what he was about, and uh, that's something that doesn't go away when they you know shuffle off this mortal coil.
0: Absolutely, well said.
1: So, Sly Dog, uh, I've, I'm really happy that you were able to come on with me and, and talk a little bit about Gordon, kind of process uh, the loss of him and what it means and what his music means and everything. One thing I did forget to ask you is uh, something I ask all my guests. What was your first favorite record?
0: Ooh, oh, boy. they <laughs> trying to go back. First favorite record, like my all-time favorite or the first one I fell in love with first?
1: The first one you really like played to death because you just loved okay. it.
0: Okay. The car's heartbeat city. That was the car. The cars are w- what got me into music. And, you know, my dad playing me that album as, as a little, little kid, I just fell in love with it. And I, I, he made me a cassette copy of it and I played it over and over and over and over again. I probably wore it out. I wore out this cassette copy. He made me of the album. So, that is such an important record to me. Rick Ocasek is another one of my favorite songwriters. He's mm-hmm. very, he's very different than, than someone like Gordon Lightfoot. He's not as, he's not as clear. He writes kind of abstract, but I, I, I'm just a huge fan. I've always lo- loved, loved loved that record and the Cars to me, that like that's like my musical like you know starting point. That's my musical touchstone. I always go back to the Cars.
1: Yeah, well, not a bad one to, not a bad one at all. I I absolutely love those first several cars records of basically everything from the cars to heartbeat city is a winner so uh, i can understand your love for the cars um before we get out of here where can people find you and your work
0: you can find me uh wherever you find your your podcast uh apple apple podcast whatever it's called now podcast addict uh pod uh pod chaser all the all the podcasting services you can find me I'm the only one I'm not on is Spotify at the moment and I cuz I haven't quite uh scored that one away but I'm everywhere else so you can find me pretty much anywhere and if you want to follow my social media I'm on Facebook slide dog music cast Twitter slide dog music cast uh come find me check out check out check out the back catalog I got a prince episode coming up uh, I got uh Steve Walsh of Kansas solo album episode coming up and this summer, I'm going to touch on some bands uh, I haven't touched on yet, like Porcupine Tree and Dead or Alive. So there's going to be a lot of fun stuff coming.
1: Oh, I love Porcupine Tree. What what album are you doing?
0: Uh, me and my buddy Craig are going to cover... Um, we haven't decided what stretch we're going to cover, but we're looking at doing either uh, Stupid Dream to Closure Continuation, or we're going to do In Absentia to Closure Continuation. So we'll see how that goes.
1: All right. Well, either way, you can't go wrong. I will say, "Stupid Dream" and "Lightbulb Sun" are my two favorite Porcupine Tree albums. So
0: they are wonderful, uh, especially "Stupid Dream." Like I heard that for the first time recently, and my my jaw was on the ground.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, it's been it's been good having you here, Sly Dog. It's been uh, you know, it's a somber occasion, obviously, uh, yeah. but like I said, we have this amazing back catalog of many albums that Gordon left behind for us to listen to. And we'll just continue to enjoy them. It's unfortunate that we, we don't have him here anymore with us. But um, you know, as long as we have his music, he's he's with us partially anyway. So thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. And uh, you know, good luck to you. We hope to have you back on again in the future.
0: Same to you, man. Thanks for ha- having me. And just to your listeners, go listen to some Gordon Lightfoot. Put on the headphones and give it a really proper listen. Put your phone down, turn it off, and just just hear what he has to say.